you know, really pornography or anything like that, or even just whatever that might be in your life, uh, it's kind of just a, a pacifier to the, the emotions and the feelings I wasn't allowing for, for Jesus to really hold, held and attuned to. Welcome to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst on the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are power for impact. Hello and welcome back. My name is Ron Huntley. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. You know, as I have these conversations and do what I do, I do it all with the church in mind. If you're a church leader and you're entering into these conversations, I hope that you'll look at it through the lens of the people in your parish. You know, because sometimes we talk about issues and concepts that might not apply to you, but will apply to the people that you love and serve. And so think about these conversations with that in mind. Be a somebody that's triaging these conversations to people who need it. I can't think of a conversation that's more relevant to churches around the world than sexuality, because it's such a powerful, beautiful, and misunderstood part of being human. And so I know as priests, probably one of the most talked about issues in confession is, is sexuality. It, it's, it's tough. And where do we take people? Yes, it's great to absolve sins. Of course, the sacrament of reconciliation is unbelievable. But how do people get out of the traps and the patterns that are unhealthy to find freedom? It's not easy. But my guest today is Helena Bonito. Helena's husband, Sean, was on the show not that long ago. And as we were talking, he was sharing with me about how he co-founded the ministry Secret Habit with his wife. And he told me, what she's ministering into. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have got to have her on the show. Helena, welcome to the program. Hi, Ron. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for everyone for listening. I am really just excited to be here and, and share with you my heart. I love that. Helena is a certified coach and mentor. She really has a mission to give women a voice to their pain. The whole idea of rejection, trauma, when husbands choose screens over their wives. I think it's such an important conversation. In fact, sharing with some of my friends the fact that we were going to have this conversation, Helena, so many women were like, I am going to tune in. And perhaps if you're a husband and you've struggled or do struggle with pornography, this is going to give you a perspective that maybe you didn't have but also maybe it can be a tool that you can share with your spouse or your significant other so that you can begin to have healthy conversations about this very topic. So again, I'm really excited to have the conversation. Helena, why is this a topic that's important to you? How did you, how did God take you to this place of having the courage to speak mm. into this issue? How did God take me to this? I think <laughs> that's a great question. I love that. Um, it, it really started with the understanding that I have a story too. Um, I think we, we throw this around, you know, like, what is your story? But I think so many of us are like, what is my story? 
you know right. it, it's it's we throw it around like it's happening but i think that's really where it started it was like i i have a story as well and i have i have a voice as well and I, i need to voice the things within my story as well and that's really where it started because i think i just kind of coasted through life um and 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 you know not not like i am i'm a really adventurous person i love traveling and i you know i'm from czech republic so i think that's kind of what i want to also say i have cool. the accent from the czech republic but it it was i think i was just unaware of so many things that uh were influencing my life mm-hmm. and it it really started with the understanding you know when when Sean and i started having sex it was this like there is so much that that actually revealed and on so much of our trauma got revealed within our sexuality so i i would say that's really where it all started that that wait a minute like we are this really just revealed so hmm. much of our brokenness hmm. so much of our past and what we were bringing to the bedroom mm-hmm. and i think it's really interesting because if we pause for a second like it is that place where we are naked and unashamed mm. so it is that place where we are very much revealed and almost naked and so we if we are unable to be that like emotionally and 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 openly mm. like sh- open with our lives with everything who we are it's just going to clash because we are unable to you know really show up with who mm. we truly are and that's wow. really what happened Sean was unable to to show up and came with his lies and 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 mm. and things that he was hiding mm. and it was me who who came with my past and and other and and my own brokenness and 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 traumatic memories of sexuality really mm. misunderstanding of what i thought it is and 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 misunderstanding of god's design for this beautiful gift and so much pain that i was carrying that i didn't even know was there mm. until it kind of just it all like got revealed that i am i have this story and there has been things that influenced me and affected me today Mm-hmm. And, and now Sean is bringing his junk and so is even influencing more of you know we are now both in that and so what are we doing with this we were so <laughs> overwhelmed like and who are we going to talk to about this you know right. can i ask you a question because it just it, it strikes me that you talked about you know i mean jeez i could just meditate on that thought naked and ashamed and and, and then if that's the or sorry naked and ashamed naked and uh, what did you say naked and uh i said naked and ashamed and i said like open to yes to... like we get revealed right like because yes, we revealed. have like that yeah. nakedness is like yeah not just physically naked mm-hmm. you're emotionally naked you're spiritually naked yes. like with that other person you love like there's that's so intimate you know if we just think about physical nakedness i think we're missing the point yes because what i'm hearing you say helena is that no it was in that space 
that your whole life gets revealed. You mm -hmm. get revealed. All of mm -hmm. you gets revealed, not just your body. And I just think, whoa, that's huge. But tell me, because you said, you know, you know, what you used to think about sexuality. Well, what did you used to think as a, as a young girl growing up? Just give us mm -hmm. some insight into that. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I think it really is important to, to, mm -hmm. to have that coming in. I think there's just many extremes that, you know, I think women get labeled certain ways, but there's also many things that, you know, we as women get really programmed in certain ways and some women one way and some women other way. And, and I think, yeah, so for me, it was actually really interesting. I, um, I have experience with watching pornography myself. Mm -hmm. And then um, I had, uh, I also went through sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. I went through um, like just a really painful uh, betrayal prior to that as well and prior to meeting Sean and um, just so much of like I thought you know I really thought sex is this um, idea of love like it's the butterflies is the attraction is the thing you cannot you know run away from it because it's just you know just attract you're just attracted to that person and that's like the part of that and 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 it's love you know so i just had this really misunderstanding mm. of love and sex and really what it was is i actually call this i i wasn't sexually discipled technically mm. i wasn't uh it's kind of interesting because i've found jesus in my sexual confusion mm. and 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 this messiness and because of how the world portrays this is actually so confusing, so overwhelming, and there is nothing to, there's actually no hope. And, and, and really, when I was pursuing, I was kind of like lamenting on what, you know, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I love that book, because it's just like, that's really my story of like, I have tried everything, and it did not work. You know, it's like, it's like, I thought that this could help. And then I end up just broken, just confused and utterly hopeless. And 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 sexuality just made no sense to me. Um, mm. So I, I, I thought is really where I receive love. And so that's kind of why I would pursue that mm. until I really met Jesus and that understanding of you know, really pornography or anything like that, or even just whatever that might be in your life, uh, it's kind of just a, a pacifier to the, the emotions and the feelings. I wasn't allowing for, for Jesus to really hold, held and attuned to. So I was happy, sad, mad, angry, whatever that is. And I would go to a pacifier. I would go to find yes. a, a, another person to be with or whatever mm. that is. Mm. And really what I was truly longing for is for the Lord to attune to my feelings, to the mm. inner hurts, and to even my confusion. Mm. It's neat that that sexuality is so powerful that it can be so soothing it it can like tempor mm -hmm. temporarily uh, yes. outside of that that relationship with with a spouse 
you know, it, then it lacks security, it lacks consistency, it mm -hmm. lacks safety, but it still can, it's still, we're still drawn to it. And I think it's interesting you mentioned, you know, previously it was attraction must mean love and if it's love it must mean sex and mm -hmm. and and that was the paradigm of that must be normal it must be good because if mm -hmm. i wasn't in love i wouldn't be attracted and so if i am in love yeah. then i should have sex and so but that just leads to this spiral of pain and hurt and 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 but and i also love how you said you know it was in my sexual confusion and the mess of life that's where i found jesus it's like mm -hmm. you know i think so many people like you know i've been in engage with pornography for so long I've had all kinds of affairs I've done all this horrible things I'm a horrible person and therefore I have to keep religion and faith topics mm -hmm. at bay because that I'm not that kind of guy I'm not yeah. that kind of girl it's like that's a lie <laughs> like it's never too late to be saved from our mess and our destruction and our pain no don't believe that for a split second mm -hmm. that is the lie of the enemy it's never too late. God loves you. And so you found Jesus. Tell me a little bit about that in the midst of, of this lived confusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm really, I love this part uh, of sharing. <laughs> and I also just want to kind of uh, share a little bit on what you were saying there. Uh, I think so many people think that they don't have a sexual story okay because it's not talked about so we kind of just don't really pay attention to that part of our lives mm. but the reality is God made us male and female and that is that is our sex like male and female and so there's body parts and and so we all live this life we all live this life that that really then we are have a story within that context of male and female mm. and that's where a lot of the confusion happens where mm. it's like we don't pay attention to that part of our lives and really and that's exactly how the enemy kind of comes in and I, I just really felt like that was important to my life to realize that like there is that, that I have a sexual story as well and even because I thought it was like it was the betrayal and that is part of my that's the thing we kind of separate that as to like you know betrayal but what happens within that betrayal it's actually it, it's 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 part of our sexual story where we were actually sexually betrayed mm. um and uh, and I think there's just so much of that where where we don't pay attention to. There's that pain of betrayal within our sexual story. And, and just because someone is a virgin right now doesn't mean that they don't have sexual story. And, and them navigating their sexuality through life, mm. um, navigating the, the questions of it. And so that's my understanding all that and so i just wanted to say that quickly there because that was mm. really important for me to see that that uh we are all have that story and yeah, very and so when it's I built right into creation right it's built yes. right into creation your sexual story starts at the point of conception mm -hmm. <laughs> 
exactly exactly it starts at the point because how does how does how do we have that right like if god would want to make it like somehow we don't have to talk about it he would just drop a what what do they call storks like you know (laughs) but he didn't he didn't he made it like it's it's absolutely phenomenal the way he made it and and fascinating so so why is that right like why are we afraid of these places i think those ones are the exact intimate places that the lord really wants to touch Mm. and that's really what happened to me it was like i just want to tell you like i did not i did not want jesus i was in czech republic and i think um there's there's just a i don't know how much you, you know about like the really how little there is faith in the czech republic no, not many I don't. people know no not many people know it's 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 really uh you know percentages going up to 70% and higher of people not believing in anything agnostic atheist mm. um and and really there's a there's huge huge number of people just really not believing in anything mm. and so it's kind of what the culture I grew up in my mom is a catholic but i um, I just couldn't relate to to that faith or I just couldn't um, or not to that faith. I couldn't relate to um, I think the the gospel I couldn't couldn't understand it mm-hmm. and so I never really understood the gospel until in that brokenness really mm-hmm. um, in the midst of my sexual confusion. And that's how I met Jesus. It was, it's actually very interesting because I saw a couple, it was, a, it was right after the breakup, breakup with the man that was uh, cheating on me. And then mm-hmm. I went to a conference that was about love. Mm-hmm. And this couple was a couple from, from uh, the US and they were missionaries and they were talking. They were actually, one of them was my teacher, my English teacher. And they were talking about love and and really, they were sharing the gospel. And yeah. for the first time, I really saw a couple, like, really in love. But there was something really beautiful about that. And and just this, there was just like this, something I saw that I couldn't explain. Um, and I felt it. And I felt, I really felt Jesus for the first time, just the way they were explaining love. And... It was that point of my life of really Ecclesiastes where I realized none of this, none of this that people tell me will satisfy me. It's a lie. Wow. It's a lie. It doesn't. And then I saw that. I saw that I am longing for a perfection for a reason. And that perfection, it, it, it is really interesting in psychology when you when you talk about like the attunement of how children need attunement of their parents and how they need basically pretty much a perfect attunement in order for them to... What do you mean not, attunement? What does that mean? So attunement means like if a, if a child is angry, mad, happy, sad, they need, they, they don't, they need somebody to regulate their emotions oh, and they if they don't regulate them then the attachment that they have with the child the child's attachment to the parent 
gets really it's, it's something called insecure attachment and so that really determines a lot of how they're gonna do in life hmm. and many of the you know addictions and everything that's happening well what's interesting is that that this is always what comes to my mind we as parents we cannot so so this child longs for perfect attunement hmm. but i as a parent I am going to fail and therefore <laughs> I can never give her that perfect attunement. Yes. So what's the hope? Mm. What's the hope? And and so like we are still like adult children, like I was that adult child mm. really searching for that perfection. Mm. That perfect attunement of like you're happy, mad, sad, glad and you have this perfect attunement this perfect father mm. that attunes to you like nobody else can that's true and that's that's where the healing mm. and that's where the realization i wasn't just searching for any life and that's exactly why mm. you know people even within relationship like if that's why we talk about god needs to be first because he can he's the only one that can fully he was able to fully like touch me and change me and really give me that on daily basis you know mm. give me that fatherly attunement that's so that, beautiful sorry i got you yeah no that was it yeah that just that fatherly attunement well it, it seems that that yeah it, i've never heard it put like that before it's just so beautiful and and it's so what we long for is to be fully human in a way period and mm -hmm. that for that to happen it needs to be safe and people need yes. to be trustworthy and people do let us down our own parents let us down not on purpose we let our kids down <laughs> not mm -hmm. on purpose and, and 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 we have to work through those relationships and those hurts and stuff but but who's the one person who will never let us down who's the person who knows us better than we know ourselves who's yes. the person we can have a conversation with 24 hours a day seven days a week at any moment in history if <laughs> your day and and be as honest as the day is long because he knows everything anyway and then begin to unpack that stuff so that he can regulate our perspectives he can soothe our our emotional uh, condition, whatever it is. Yes. I've never heard it said like that before. It, makes, it just makes so much sense to me. Uh -huh. So I, I want to get back to this conference because I, I <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like I'm trying to, I'm picturing it in my mind's eye through your lens as, as this lady. But, you know, you look at this couple and you saw something and you realized there was a lie. Like that's revelation when you realize something and it's significant, mm -hmm. that's revelation. Yes. And so in that moment, there was a revelation that, oh my gosh, I've been believing a lie. Like there are parts of my life that's been a lie. Like, wow, that gave me goosebumps mm -hmm. because I've had those experiences too where I've realized, oh my gosh, everything I've always done in this particular area, it's not good. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, what do I do with the rest of my life? What do I do now? Because now that I know that, I can't unknow that. And that changes everything. That's a paradigm shift when when we get that sort of revelation. But what were you seeing in that couple? I know you said it was hard to describe, but I'm gonna make you describe it anyway. Uh, 
because I'm just curious, as a, as a woman, you know, um, kind of in the midst of sexual confusion, hearing about love and seeing this couple, what were you seeing? Yeah, it's, you know what, I think people might imagine this, like, like glorious, good-looking couple, you know, just, I don't know. That's exactly what it wasn't, you know? They are a good-looking couple. They were butt-ugly like, and... Uh... No, no. <laughs> no, but it wasn't this... It wasn't staged. Or oh, it was authentic. It was so real and authentic. Mm. And that's what I loved. Just mm. the rawness of they knew each other. Oh. And man, oh man. Huh. It how, wasn't a show. How do you do that? Yes. And they loved each other in the midst of them knowing each other deeply. Wow. Boy, when you describe it like that, Helena, I, I think it isn't that isn't that what exactly what we experience when we come to faith is that we realize that God knows everything about us, all the things we said, all the things we did, <laughs> all the things we didn't do, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He knows it all and he loves us mm -hmm. and that's why marriage is a foreshadow it talks about in scripture all the time so it, it gives you a glimpse into the love of the father uh, you know when you see the real thing and what you're what i'm hearing you say is you've you you live the counterfeit this attraction equals love love equals sex let's just do that you live uh -huh. that counterfeit that confusion but what you saw in an instant was authentic love it, that wasn't a show. It, it, these were real people with their real flaws, not trying to impress people, but just trying to say, hey, this is this is who I am and that's okay. And that's who he is and that's okay. And together we're doing life in a way that brings life, that doesn't have mm -hmm. secrets, doesn't have, you know, insecurities that derail mm -hmm. what a, a life lived well could look like. I mean, it just, that's, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's exactly what it was. You're really describing it so precisely. I like the way you're sharing mm. that. Amazing. Yeah. So tell me, that's just so beautiful. So as you, as you saw that, as you experienced that revelation, how did that begin to change your life? Yeah, it really brings me on to a journey of just seeking and I went actually and I traveled for a bit just I wanted to find who I am um, who I am in him and so I really left everything and I was living in a UK for a bit Germany and God called me to Canada and yay, yay. <laughs> God called me to Canada and I came with hundred dollars um, that's wow. all I had um, and um, I didn't have a flight ticket back I know I'm coming back in a year because I had that's you know I had visa, visa yeah. but the Lord, I was just like, I was so happy being single. 
it was just kind of in that place where I think we're really like, I think the Lord saw just my contentment that he had a plan with Sean and I, but it, it wasn't out of my own, like, I need to be some with somebody, you know, it was actually, I remember I was in a really healthy spot with like, whatever happens. And yeah, the Lord brought Shauna to my life. So we, it was beautiful, really. I think just the way he did it, like, it's so crazy because I'm just going to stop you for a second. Like, I am from Czech Republic. Like, he's from Canada. And who else can make this happen? Like, it's just like this, you know? Yeah. And he starts talking to me and, and you know, Sean was... I was okay. This is like this picture I'm gonna share with you because this is hilarious. <laughs> I was in like as a total traveler, just like a, a toucan and a big jacket and a big backpack, and I'm going. Yeah. And so like, and I am like sitting at a library, and Shad, okay, he was in business clothes and just totally like just ready for his meeting. Okay, so just this contrast because I think sometimes people think like okay, you guys met in the library. So like you were probably like there in the heels and like a nice little purse or something, you know? It's like, no, <laughs> that's not what it was. And that's the beautiful thing. I think like women think that they need to like, it, it, I wanted somebody to love me yeah. just like with the knowing, you know, knowing yeah. me. And I, because of what I saw, and so really like when Sean and I met, you know, it was just, it's funny that way. And plus, like, it wasn't for me, I was like, what does this guy want? You know, right. <laughs> just yeah. like, this is a business guy. Yeah, I'm dressed like a, a traveling hobo and <laughs> <laughs> not all dolled up. And so, yeah, that's exactly. And I think I just want like women to like, just feel authentic that you know, they don't, if they're single, you know, or, or they don't need to do or look anywhere specifically that if there is a plan, the God will bring that person. Like he literally knocked me in, you know, just he made that work. Like I did nothing for, the, you know what I mean? <laughs> it just happened. And yeah. And, and, you know, and that's kind of where the story of, the story really began a lot with Sean and mm -hmm. finding, uh, yeah, like just finding our, like who we are, finding out who we are and, and, mm. and learning about each other. And uh, we were in love like really, really fast, but it was like different than anything I have experienced before. It, it, there was a really like a real depth to... Um, just kind of what I felt from the Lord. He was mm -hmm. he was so clear mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to get to know this guy. Um, so we went on this journey. You know, I'm 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 gonna s speed this up a little bit, but sure. we we got married really we got married really fast within like 11 mm -hmm. months, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Sean already had the ring within like four months of. Mm -hmm her and I meeting and we barely saw each other so like it's not <laughs> it's very not your typical yeah yeah it's yeah. not no yeah. no it's not the typical but it was just so it, it felt really right even with that all messiness 
Mm. And then, um, and then Sean, you know, it really had just some sort of idea. But there was one thing that I really saw in Sean. That was that like he was he's such a willing guy mm-hmm. that I saw him kind of handling conflicts and problems, and I, I knew I don't want to you know he is he he owned his stuff and I owned mine, mm. and I just that's so hard to find and I, I really appreciated that that he. Um, I, I could see that right from the beginning that he was willing. Mm. And he told me that he's struggling mm. with pornography, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, ah, not again. Mm. I was just, there was one part of me that was like, not again. And then another part of me was like, I know what it's like. And then another part of me was like, oh, this is great. He's getting help. And then another part of me felt like I I need to do something about this. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's because of me. Oof. And so there were, and then the old parts of me that were so shattered and broken in around sexuality really kind of were brought. Mm. But I, I was trying to, shut them down mm-hmm. I was trying to be strong mm-hmm. what do women go through give me some insight um, you know when you just said oh not again it just broke my heart because you know pornography addiction is so prevalent mm-hmm. um, even within the church like let's not kid ourselves and so what's that like for a woman Help me understand, because I'm a man, and so mm-hmm. help me understand as a woman what that looks like, what that feels like, what the thought, like, because one of the things you said is maybe it's my fault, and I just thought, oh, so just, can you, can you walk me through that? Yeah, uh, there is, there are layers to what happens to women, mm-hmm. um, I would describe it as the safety and trust slowly erodes. Mm. And as the relationship progress. Mm. So when you love someone, that's what you want. You want that deep knowing, deep love, deep understanding, just the depth of being open with each other and vulnerable. Mm. And it's, it's just you who I want to be with, you know? Mm. Um, and I chose you. And so there's, it just feels like there's somebody else mm. that you're choosing. And the, the trust slowly erodes and the safety slowly erodes because more pornography, mm. more lies, more hiding, more shame, and the safety, especially in a woman's heart, in a woman's life, is so important. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the feelings of safety. And pornography is really the, the, 
the destroyer of a woman's safety. It's really, if, if you think about even the woman in pornography, is the opposite of a woman's safety. It's, it's an abuse mm. on womanhood, really. And so it really speaks deep into a woman and who she is and her dignity, her womanhood. And so it really erodes that part of you. And then if you have a story and you have a story, hmm. there are things when you're losing the safety and the trust of the person you love the most and that you think that, that you're meant to spend the rest of your life with and that that slowly erodes you you feeling like your ground is shattering and slowly you're like how can i make this ground solid again so it must be my fault it must be you know based on your story it, it, for my story it, it, there's going to be some sort of lies for my story I went through a lot of body image issues and, and, and just a, a lot of women do. And so it really speaks into the core of our, like actually our physical nakedness and knowing. Mm -hmm. and, and that like just feeling like there is never gonna be, like that, that there is something that is like competing with me. You know what I mean? And it, it, sure. even though you know it is this person loves you, that's that's what it feels to a woman when it's like you as a as a man, as a person, the deep the deep desire of man is also to be loved as like the way with the hair, with the eyes, with just like how you're made hmm. to be loved and to experience intimacy that way mm -hmm. and not that somebody you love is like experiencing that intimate connection of even the physical way of thinking and looking and feeling mm. somebody's looking at and experiencing that with somebody else um and in that moment because and and then the lies as they're extending you are slowly just starting to lose trust with this person. Mm. And the ground is really of your relationship erodes and you feel, you know, many women feel PTSD like symptoms, like really like hypervigilancy, like dreams, like disturbing dreams, things mm. like they can't eat, they can sleep, they can't, they can't communicate. Like it's, it's, real even from psychological perspective mm -hmm. and really we don't talk about this but this just the, the we we many times just call it as like oh the woman is trying to control um and 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 just do all these things i think it's a natural response of so many women of how they actually have been traumatized by the lies mm -hmm. and the the safety being done like just in that relationship mm. So it's just kind of like really all the emotions and all, all of that is just being, um, it's, it's a natural response to, to their traumatic experience, really.
mm. that they are feeling. The um, as I listen to you, I think you know, as a man, that whole idea of provide and protect, it's uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's just not a moral obligation. It's hardwired right into maybe not all men, but most, I think feel the sense to provide and protect and to know the very things that you might be doing sexually with pornography is undermining a woman's sense of safety mm -hmm. um, which opens them up to all kinds of emotions and feelings and ways of relating that are not healthy they start listening to their own lies a body image thing that a lot of women wrestle with like there's just it's complicated and it, it, it triggered, it's not as simple as one might think, hey, ma you know, pornography, masturbation, now I feel better. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, like self-centered, not really taking into consideration the opportunity that you have to, to be the man that that woman needs you to be, to be the person that woman needs you to be, to be the person you know you want to be. Like it just undermines mm -hmm. and erodes a, a man's... Uh, integrity perhaps and you know because ultimately God is love and it's mm -hmm. our ability to live love well and selflessly for others that that forms our character and our legacy for our kids and and the, our businesses and our churches and and um, I just really encourage any of you that are listening that, uh, or any of you priests that are listening to this, and I know that affects priests too, but, but also the people that you're meeting in confession, like how can we help? Like mm -hmm. how can we find help for those people that are so entangled in these patterns of behavior, these addictive patterns of behavior that are tearing apart the very fabric of that loving marriage that that people want to be committed to they want to figure it out but sometimes it just gets so messy and so marred that they're that they don't know how to get out and and and, and the work that you and Sean do talk to me a little bit about the coaching like how do people reach out to you and and what does that look like like if I called you today like let's say I was a, a, a lady and I call I got in touch with the ministry like how does that start what mm -hmm. does that look like mm -hmm. yeah so right now uh, so for a women, I uh, I am in the process in January, hopefully launching a group, and mm -hmm. right now it's very much um, I do like on side on the side coaching, and mm -hmm. I I am trying to you know I have a curriculum for women to go through okay. uh, to kind of process their pain and to to do that even on their own if they want to. Mm -hmm. um, and that's they can find that on on the website. Mm -hmm. But I also just um, I'm I'm available to you know I I, ha I am available to connect if that's mm -hmm. what you really want and we can we can we can connect on that. I am doing a lot of coaching right now more just uh, aside and casually than uh, mm -hmm. uh, than normally. And then in January, uh, it's something that I want to do more in a group setting. Right. But I, I just want to, um, I, I would love to encourage you into just kind of the process of healing and, and the journey, and mm -hmm. how it, how it looks like. Uh, I'm also uh, launching, a, um, I'm launching a book. I'm writing oh, a book, great. and it's a poetry book. 
And, uh, um, and it's about uh, feeling your feelings. And really, most of kind of the healing processing I went through, because of kind of what we're going through as women, is that I think so many people want to just fix us. But, and that happens to men as well. People are not learning to sit with other people's emotions and mm. and kind of what's happening. Like they just want to go straight to fixing kind of like the left part of the brain of the logical sense. Uh, but many of many of the, the healing actually just like actually needs attending attending to these emotions and 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 there is a process to that and, and and feeling what we're meant to feel like i really love the book of psalms i think why is david called god after his own heart mm. why is he called that way right it's just and the book of psalms is really that's kind of how my uh poetry book was birthed from was uh i was reading the book of psalms and i was in the midst of my kind of uh, really just kind of a season of life that was difficult because I was become I became a new mom and I was just processing kind of I started process like in my journal and and I was like wow these these poems like they, they are poems like they are very poetic and Beautiful. I love the I, I love the <laughs> prophetic and um and I and and so I felt like really uh, there were a couple of situations where I I you know had some certain things happening where I wrote a poem and it wasn't for me and it was for a man that was mm. like is dying and he was crying when he you know he was almost crying when he's when he read the poem and mm. and so there is just that that deeply felt emotions like David is writing that I'm trying to writing that book and, and ex for people to start having their their feelings felt mm -hmm. and it and and really processing them with mm -hmm. the Lord uh, and how he connects the dots of that turbulation so if you're a woman right now in a great turbulation of your feelings don't be afraid of them like the Lord mm -hmm. already knows about them and and he wants to embrace you in them mm -hmm. like just where you're at and he is the perfect lover i can tell you that like mm -hmm. you don't have to wait for your husband to get better in order for you to get better um and that is it, you 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 actually need to process all the things that are happening right now and not be afraid mm -hmm. of them and and let the lord really touch those painful places of your heart mm. touch them soothe them and comfort them and not just skip over that part mm. beautiful well it's fun that you're doing that and taking the time to to put together a book of poetry that's going to be beautiful i look forward to to being uh, one of the first purchasers of that book when it comes out. Uh, it'll be beautiful. You're, I, I want to just double back around if I could before we close off. Um, I want to know, and it's okay if you don't want to tell me, just mm -hmm. well, maybe I should preface it with that, but you, know, you mentioned that your mom was a Catholic, and, and I know as a parent, I pray for my kids every day because I love them so much, and, and yet I mm -hmm. can't live their life for them. 
they need to make their own decisions. They need to make their own mistakes. Um, what was it like for your mom? Did you ever talk to her about that season of your life where you mm -hmm. were struggling? I'm sure she knew, I'm sure she saw it, maybe the degree to which she probably wasn't aware um, or maybe not aware. Uh, but then as you started to encounter your find your faith and then start to work things out, like what was that like for her to see you come mm -hmm. into your own? Um, yeah, you my mom is amazing. I, I really love my mom. Um, she is a beautiful woman of God, and mm -hmm. I think she just didn't know how to express the gospel in that season. Mm -hmm. and, and I think just my journey is different, but... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my mom is very dear to me. So it was like really special. I think, you know, we went back and actually, uh, like my mom apologized to me for the parts of that that probably she could have done and, and that happened. And I did share with her kind of the things that happened that, um, that, that didn't happen, like things that could have happened and didn't happen and things that gotcha. happened and maybe should not happen. Mm. And we were just open. I think one of the, things in our family that is beautiful is that our openness with mm -hmm. one another that we are honest uh, and so in that honesty I felt safe with my mom to be honest mm -hmm. and in that honesty she helped me really well and I think there's just really a lot of beautiful things that happened and my mom and I are very close today uh, and mm -hmm. I really I love her I love her deeply that's awesome and a shout out to your mom you know I, I'm, I'm sure that even it's hard to parent. It's you know we get ourselves mm -hmm. in situations we don't know how to handle, and and you know I, I don't know any of us as parents that don't have regrets at different times. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, she was praying for you, and God heard her prayers, yeah. and 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 I'm sure she's very proud of you and how you're helping others, and how you're navigating this um, to detangle the confusion, to bring clarity to that so that you can love well, love your husband well, love your daughter, mm. son or a daughter? Did you have a boy or girl? Son, Violet, uh, daughter, Violet. Daughter, she Violet. Is a year also. and a half. Yeah. Beautiful. And so to be able to love her as purely and as well as possible and then to help others love so much, like you've been able to take these tr difficult seasons of your life, these difficult experiences and use them for good. And that's the best redemption story ever. Like that's a resurrection mm. story. Like, don't count me out. Like, if, if you're listening now and you're thinking you feel like you're counted out, you feel like it's too late, you've done too many bad things, or you feel like you're a bad person, or or you're too mis mix, mixed up, or whatever else, it's like, no, you're not. That's not mm -hmm. true. There is hope for everyone, all of us, because we can all feel that way at times. And I think what's beautiful, Helena, about your story is that you're willing to tell it. And that just gives mm -hmm. so many people hope. Uh, that I just think it's it's important, it's beautiful, and what you're doing, it really does, it matters so much. You know, the whole concept of, I heard this the other day, and I wish I could say it the way it was taught. I can't even remember where I heard it. That's what happens when you get older, you forget everything. But uh, they were explaining the term holy matrimony. Even the term, like the whole concept of marriage as a sacrament in the Roman Catholic Church, holy matrimony maternal matrimony it's about the woman it's about creating that safe space for a woman to fully mm -hmm. be who she is in safety like marriage makes 
that safe, the sacred, the naked, the sexuality, all of that mm -hmm. stuff. It's there. It's that sacrament is is to wrap around a woman. Uh, it's so beautiful to create safety mm -hmm. forevermore. And it's just so beautiful. And that sacrament as Catholics, if we can understand that sacramental life and the purpose of the, the sacrament of holy matrimony, like as men, we have an opportunity and a responsibility to live up to what we said we were going to do and and it really is to protect and make safe uh, and mm. honor and cherish the very person that God gave us to love. It's so cool. There's no mm. downside. I love that. Ron, I love, just I'm going to say this, I love the way you're sharing the vision <laughs> for people. This is, this is, I love that, just because <laughs> this is so important for people just to know the goodness that they are aiming for, how much that is better. You know, I, I'm just going to go back to Ecclesiastes, how everything else is just such, it's, it's meaningless. Mm -hmm. And how that is beautiful, what you're talking about, Ron. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that vision. It's not actually like us, oh, I'm just going to muster this up so I don't do something or, or something. Right. It's, it's the transformation for better for the goodness because that's what we want we don't mm. want the meaningless and i just really wanted to share that that was really beautiful mm. just the way you said that thank and you. the way you give people vision mm. thank you thank you I, i'm mindful of uh of young young girls and young women what would you say to them like if they're if they were listening to this or if they were going to listen to this and and they're wondering if maybe they're off track or they're going off track or they're feeling this pull into this sexual confusion. What are some of those signs for them? What are some of the, yeah, what are some of the, the red flags or yellow flags that they can look at their life, their feelings, their emotions, their choices and go, oh, maybe I should stop this path because this isn't going to be a path that I'm probably going to be thankful for later. What, what would you say to, to young ladies? Mm -hmm. What would I say? I, I would ask her, who are you and what do you yeah. want? What, what, what is the, like, if you really dig into the deepest parts of your heart, which is the part of your heart that is really longs, we are made, it's in the Bible, we are made with that in our hearts, the deep longing that is for our Father, and that, that satisfaction in him. Mm -hmm. So if you really dig deep into that, like how, what do you really want? You know, what do you want your life to look like? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and who do you want to be? I, I think mm -hmm. it's just such an important question to ask, especially young girls, mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's all about kind of what you were saying, Ron, is, is so many women are confused and, and, and so many... Uh, because there's not not vision for just kind of where they where they can be and, and what is their role in in life and I think I just want to encourage them you know that there mm. is such a such a beauty in in, in, in strength in women and I want to encourage you in that and encourage you in your own story mm. really 
letting the Lord touch your hearts because、yeah. those things that the world offers and maybe the Hollywood offers、mm-hmm. and shares with you and thinks that that's what it's going to be, it is a lie. And、mm-hmm. I can tell you, and many people can tell you,、mm-hmm. that it is a lie and it truly doesn't satisfy. So, where do、Amen. you want to be? Amen. What a great question. And that's going to require honesty and, and, and meditation and journaling and to、mm-hmm. be really honest with yourself. And, you、yes. know, Helena keeps mentioning the book of Ecclesiastes. Maybe get a Bible and, and read that <laughs> so that you know what she's talking about. And, and, and be honest with、yeah. yourself. And, and once you are really honest with yourself, then ask yourself, well, My behaviors and what I'm doing, are they aligned with who I feel called to be and who I want to be? And if they're not, it's never too late to stop. It's never too late to hit the reset button. It's never too late to boot a guy to the curb if he doesn't have the character、uh, of a man that you want to be with. Like, don't tolerate that crud. Like,、mm-hmm. get rid of him. If he's a bum, he's a bum. If he's honest, like Sean, and is willing to deal with his stuff and not run from it, so that together you can support each other and deal with your stuff. Together,、mm-hmm. so that you can move to a place of, of being the person you feel called to be and you want to be, and, and that's a person of character. That's who you want to be <laughs> yoked with, you know, not、mm-hmm. these monkeys、mm-hmm. that just are looking for something from you as a, you know, treating you like a utility as a, a something that they、mm-hmm. throw away for their pleasure. Like, that's just not cool. And there's no good going to come of that. Like, that's, that is an empty way of living. And、uh, yeah, that's never going to bring you the peace and the joy you're looking for. That's for、yes. sure. Helena, it's been so fun to have this conversation. It's such an important conversation. I hope that men and women alike listen to this so that it kicks off conversations. I hope parents and children listen to this and it kicks off honest, beautiful conversation. I hope your book comes out so we can read your poetry、mm-hmm. and reflect on it and, and have that change our hearts and touch our hearts.、Um, Just one last question. Tell me about your podcast. Why do you do it? And、mm-hmm. what, are you trying to, what are you trying to speak into through the podcast you guys do? Yes. Yeah. I, I could have mentioned that earlier. It was,、uh, I, thanks, for, thanks for bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually, I think that is a wonderful way for women that are right now finding themselves in just a really difficult spot with their husband to. to And, and for men, that they are just navigating this road of, of pornography in their lives. And, and, and if that、mm. is in your marriage right now and, and that's happening, really, I, I really highly encourage you to, to listen to podcasts. We do talk about just, just the, the reality. So, so、mm. the whole idea started with we had people you know, sitting on our couch and we would have like really like just honest conversations about these topics. And,、mm. More of kind of like discipleship.、Uh, mm. It's we like, just kind of like a sexual discipleship, you know?、Mm. And we'd have people on our couch and we'd talk about these things. And so we, we really felt like, and there w a s a couple of people that were sharing with us, we should start a podcast. And then because Sean and I are processing so much all the time,、mm. we already have these conversations anyway, 
we were like, you know what? We should just have that recorded because we have this conversation on our couch. Let's record that. And so this is really how it started because we 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 really felt like that's, you know, we didn't have so these people on the couch that were sitting here before, they didn't have yeah. somebody speaking into their life because we also had a, such a hard time finding a couple mm. talking about sexuality and like really the topic of sex in mm. in in a biblical perspective and just kind of like an honest, vulnerable, just maybe refreshing Mm-hmm. way and so we we really felt like uh that's really we are that couple for you that couple that is going to be talking about that stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's so important because it opens up conversations and i think the mm-hmm. the freer we can be the less shame we bring into the bedroom the more yes. honesty and openness we bring into the bedroom uh the less unresolved problems and issues we bring into the bedroom, the better our mm-hmm. sex life is, the more intimate our marriage is, uh, the more secure mm-hmm. and safe it is, the stronger it is. And isn't that what we all long for in our relationships? Mm. That's so true. That's yeah. right. That's that vision. That's the vision that cool. we all are longing for. So what's the name of the podcast? How can people find it? It's a secret habit podcast. So it's super easy to awesome. remember. You can find it on our website. Uh, there is like all the on Spotify, on uh, the mm-hmm. Apple Podcast. Obviously, it's on Podbean, um, on Google. So really, there's lots of options to to listen to this podcast. We also right now are releasing with the podcast weekly mm-hmm. blogs. So you can also read it in a blog form if you want to. And it's simple as like you can even sign up on our website for. Just uh, there was a free kind of free version of like what is the first step to porn recovery, and then you know afterwards you're going to be getting the uh, you're going to be getting newsletters, weekly newsletters on on that with the blogs and the podcast. So we are trying to put out there as much as content for people to really mm. just you know as much of us and what really God has called us to what what He has called us to and, and bring the light to. So. Mm. Uh, I want to encourage you, you know, this is for free, so it's not, not a, uh, it's a free resources for everyone to just yeah. tune in and to, uh, to feel connected and, and, you know, grow, grow mm. through this. Mm, love that. And if you're a parish leader and you're listening to this, I mean, this affects your parish like you, like you know it does. And so do you preach into this? Do you speak into this? Do you, do you have a place to send people? And, and maybe these pod, this podcast and these resources might be a great place for, for couples to, and, and even teens, to have these conversations and choose sexually who they want to be because it impacts their spirituality in ways that are so significant it's not funny. We are not apart from our bodies. We are our bodies. Uh, they're, they're one and the same. And, and so we can't treat our bodies like crap or give it away like crazy and that not affect our faith, our spirituality, our health, our happiness, our joy. And so I just encourage all of you church leaders to, to check out this stuff decide for yourself or with a group of people whether this is stuff that would be helpful in your church and if so let's get this stuff out there because we need to be having these conversations we need to to be sexually healthy and 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 marriages need to be holy if they're going to last and so thank you again helena for your ministry and to sean and for all that you do you guys are awesome Mm, thank you ron i really appreciate that and i'm gonna just close with 
you know, this the territory of sexuality for Christians is a territory to be reclaimed because it's mm. God given. Amen. A hearty amen to that. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button, the thumbs up button. All that stuff helps. Leave a comment, ask some questions. If you do end up reaching out to Helena and Sean, just fire me a note and let me know. I love hearing when our listeners connect with the guests we have on the podcast and it happens all the time and it makes me so happy. It's exactly why we have these conversations. Thank you for all you do to make the church your home, your business better. You guys are awesome. God bless and we'll see you next time. God bless. I want to encourage you as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time. And remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.